pulled up, made my appearance. You can't sit with us without clearance. That lame shit, never let it near us. And your girl will choose my team because you still living with your parents. Flexing on the gram with your Hi, readers. Welcome to the Pop Culture Audit, where we review reality TV and talk about all things pop culture through a contemporary and critical lens. So what exactly is a pop culture audit? Easy. We take a deep dive of pop culture source material. In this case, it's Keeping Up with the Kardashians, season one. Ooh, I said that with a little accent this time. And comb through it, highlighting some cringy and historic moments in pop culture discourse. If you're into that, you've found the right place. If not, you're still in the right place. You'll just learn something new today. My name is Keela. I'm your co-host, Jasmine. Hi, guys. It's Brim. And Are we ready to go? Let's do it. Are. We're ready to hit it. Let's dive in. Okay. I am going to do the recap of this episode, and I feel like we are really getting into the groove now of this program. Like, this is what I signed up for, y'all, when we decided to do this. In this podcast, might I add, shout out to everyone who's been uh, following us on Instagram. And listening and listening. You all are so brave. Yes, of course. We do it for you. We, we actually do don't. We you. would do it whether you listen. <laughs> we do it right, for exactly. But thank you for listening and but showing. You do it. make yes. us feel better, and that's what's yes. important. It uh-huh. really validates to my husband why I spend time doing this. Okay, we're on season one. It's already episode five. The title of this episode is called "Remembering Dad." It's twenty-two minutes long. The first sentence of the episode is. A lot of people remember my ex-husband, Robert Kardashian, as the attorney at the O.J. Simpson trial. So that's where we're starting. Really puts you in a time and place, I think, firmly in 2007. So we dive directly into a straight-to-camera from Chris with her electroshock shag hair, giving us this exposition about Robert Kardashian. So it's coming up on the anniversary of his death. It's been four years. Each year, the family goes to his favorite Armenian restaurant, the Carousel. And I just want to say, clarify that they go on the anniversary of his death, I guess, which struck me as strange, but okay. So we're at the Carousel. They're at a big banquet table with a white tablecloth and no one else is at the restaurant. And side note, I went and looked at the Carousel on the internet. They have two locations now. The menu seems to be pretty standard Middle Eastern food, and the prices are reasonable. So I definitely encourage our West Coast fans to check it out. I will be checking out Carousel. I was next about to time. say we should go there. Uh, we should There's take a one field in trip. And- the menu looks it's good. A- I'm just saying it looks good. All right. <laughs> I'm into it. So the family, minus Caitlyn or the Jenner girls, all the Kardashians, are going around at the table and saying their favorite memory of daddy. Do call him daddy a lot. Rob's favorite memory is when he would come into his room at night and say his prayers with him. Courtney's is watching old movies. Kim loves how he would tease her about using too much sugar in her tea. And watching this, we're starting to get the vibe that Chloe is not into this trip down memory lane. So she's like on her phone and not participating in this conversation. We cut right to Chloe in an interview sharing that their dad was diagnosed with esophageal cancer a few weeks, major cringe, before he died. So that's very upsetting. Chloe says her siblings have dealt with it and she has not really. 
Oh, God. We are cutting back to home video of their dad. They have a lot of home video. That's a theme through this episode. So much footage. And they're cutting back and forth between like really dramatic home video footage and Chloe just staring into space at this restaurant. And it's really, really awful. Chloe says, I cannot talk about my dad passing away. I can talk about him in happy moments, but not him being sick. And it's really sad. She's now crying on camera. I have to pause and take us out of the sad moment for one second just to point out that the sisters, and especially Kim and Chloe, are wearing really specific eye makeup in these Mm straight-to-cameras. So not only are we really heavily lined underneath, but they've got a heavier lash on than usual. So it looks Mm -hmm. like they're very tired. Like It looks like they're about to fall asleep because their eyes are barely open, and that's adding to this like very strange vibe throughout the whole show. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, new scene. We're at Dash, the clothing boutique that the main sisters own together. Courtney's on the phone ordering something. Chloe's cleaning the store. She's getting really annoyed at Courtney. Kim comes out of the back with this huge box. She's going through clothes that random people send her. Chloe starts yelling at them to stop. She doesn't want to clean up after them. She's breaking out because she cannot work this much all the time. Also, a production note, right now we're getting these like thunderclap sound effects, so it's like very dramatic, like thunder is rolling in across this scene, mm-hmm. so it's really intense. <laughs> Chloe loses her shit, throws all of Kim's clothes on the sidewalk. Courtney asks her if she needs to go to anger management, and Chloe yells back, I am not okay. I need a Xanax. I need something. This is bullshit. More thunder rolling in the background. Kim says to the camera, Chloe better get her act together or something really bad is going to happen to her. And that is foreshadowing, my friends. So just wait. Wow. Chloe storms out and tells them to do everything on their own. And then all of a sudden we come back from commercial break and we get this random title screen that says, the following episode contains recreations of actual (laughs) events. And I'm like, what the fuck are we watching? (laughs) Starts getting really out of control from there. Out of control, it's giving – throwing back to the weird Hugh Hefner nod in the previous episode, some editor is just popping in these title screens like yeah. – we just have to Thinking remember so that dramatic. early aughts TV production is out of control. So that's what we're no seeing. Rules. No rules. Chloe comes back on camera to say that she is sick of fighting with her sisters, so she is going out to party and release some steam and turn into an alcoholic tonight. And now we are at the club. Courtney says that Chloe is so bipolar. She's screaming at me one moment and making a joke the next. And so all the main sisters are at the club. It looks like they have bottle service. I also want to stress that they look like very normal college girls at a club in this instance. Hmm. They have stupid clothes and their hair, they don't look great. And they're like slurping basic drinks. washed washed out. Everyone looks washed out. Yeah. Nobody's doing their best makeup. And Kim was not drinking. Absolutely she not. She does let us know she's not drinking. She does not drink. We're, we're monitoring this. And it's such a wild departure from their aesthetic today that it just yeah. like really struck me while I was watching them. Yeah. yeah. To your point, Kim says, I can always tell when my sisters are beyond the point of no return. So we are seeing that Kim really doesn't drink that much. I'll caveat here as a sober person, I cannot understand how she can be there and not be mm. so annoyed. Like how this is fun for her, I cannot understand. I mean, she looks annoyed. It's absolutely maddening to watch. (laughs) Chloe's having a great time. She's so tired. She wants to go home. Uh, So she gets into her car and 
of course, it's time for her to go. This is another part where my mind is going like, oh, my God, in the early aughts, we were just like, I had four drinks. Let's go. This is wild to me. (laughs) She says that halfway home, she realizes that she is really buzzed. And now I'm cringing super hard. And lo and behold, all of a sudden, she sees police lights behind her. The officer is asking her questions, and she is answering in the teeniest baby voice possible. She said she had about four drinks. I don't even know. Like, I feel like she's lying, and I'm not sure if, like, she's under – like, I don't know where the lie is, but it just feels like a lie. He makes her get out of the car. She has to do a field sobriety test. She can't stand on one foot, but also she's wearing, like, five-inch heels. The officer says for the last part of the test, I want you to turn around, put your hands behind your head, interlace your fingers, and then he starts to cuff her while she <laughs> says, this isn't a test, and this whole thing feels fucking illegal. That was so <laughs> yeah, funny that was to weird. me. That was when weird. I was she like, goes, what? this isn't a test. I was like, it isn't. You're going to jail. In this year of 2023, improv. I'm like, I don't think police are allowed to do that. No, but like this is please. back in the fun era of like the show Cops and stuff where we really just oh love to god. see. Oh my god. Oh my god. The fun era, era of Cops. Of police brutality. Okay. And um, also now in this scene, I want to point out that they are blurring the officer's face and they weren't yes. at the beginning. So we're going to come back to that too. All right. Time, time skip. It's 2 a.m. We're at Courtney's house where she is drinking wine with Scott in bed. I count four bottles of wine on their nightstand. And this is supposed to be after they've been at the casual club all night. Evening, right, a casual a drinking in bed. Open bottles of wine. Chloe calls Courtney to come get her from jail. She says she's okay, but she looks like a whore in a mini dress. She begs Courtney to come get her and not tell mom and Kim. Okay, auditeers, we've watched enough now to know exactly what Courtney is going to do, right? <laughs> because now it's 5 a.m. We've lost three hours. Courtney is calling Kim, who is sleeping at the Jenner Ranch and not at her own condo. Courtney says, Chloe is in jail. And Kim says, we have to go get her. Courtney says, she told me not to tell anyone. So don't do anything. Don't tell mom. Just go to sleep. There's nothing we can do. And I'm like, bitch, you woke her up. Like, what are you telling her to go back to sleep? Just don't wake her exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> Makes no sense. Finally, it's morning. Chris comes into Dash, the boutique, and sees Kim. Chris says, where's Chloe? Kim says she doesn't know. Good job covering. But now it's lunchtime. Chris and Kim are having lunch, and it's getting a little harder to cover for Chloe. Chris won't let it go. She thinks it's so weird that Chloe isn't here. Chloe never doesn't open the store. And, like, the pressure is on. Kim cannot handle this pressure. She's buckling, you guys. Finally, she cracks and starts laughing, and she says, it's not funny, but Chloe's in jail. Chris is pissed, and this is really fake at the moment that this is happening. It's, it's so very fake. awkward. Wait, I really? Can't wait to talk about I thought this. it was good. Oh, Keila, I can't wait till we talk about I this. Did. Please keep going. So okay, good. Phony. I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> I, it starts off phony, but like everything, I think turns real. Right? Yeah, she was mad. Well, she's faking it, and then she's mad that Kim isn't at jail with Chloe. She is so mad. Yeah. Not because Chloe could have killed someone in their family, but because she needs to get to Chloe. Her princess should not be in jail. And they are talking about jail as if it is the pit of hell. Not saying it's not, but they're really, I mean, they're really worried say, about it. I was going to say, yeah. LA County Jail? Listen. All right. Sounds- she's making calls. She says, hi, Robert Shapiro, please, Chris Jenner. So <laughs> she means business. <laughs> She thinks the sisters should all be at the jailhouse right now trying to get Chloe out and released. And this 
is my moment of realizing that this is why Kim is currently trying to be a lawyer because of Chris giving her shit wow. about not getting her sister out of jail because what the fuck is she supposed <laughs> wow. to do? We are watching this happen. Full this is, circle. This we is know she why she has the Marilyn Monroe dress. Now we know why she's trying to be a lawyer because of her mom putting all this shame upon her for her alcoholic sister's DUI. Wow. Wow. Kim correctly says, blame your alcoholic daughters, not me. So Chris is the one that goes to pick up Chloe. She wonders if Chloe's okay and if they gave her water. And Chloe says it was poisonous in there. Again, I'm rolling my eyes. Immediately, they start screaming at each other as Chris makes a very reasonable suggestion that maybe she not drive if she's had too much to drink. And Chloe thinks that is outrageous. Okay, you guys. We know where this is going. We've watched – this is the fifth episode, right? So the next big question in the family is how are we going to tell Caitlyn Jenner uh, about this? Every episode. As if they're not filming this. This is what always blows me. Like, I'm not telling her. You tell her. We're filming this. It's going to be on television. Caitlyn knows. It's happening. Also, is everyone really scared of Caitlyn? No. No. We've we've committed to this dynamic, committed, and we're going for it. Oh, Keila, I can't wait to get into this with you today. Go ahead. (laughs) You guys are on opposite pages. We are. Okay. We're getting close. We're wrapping up. Okay. Chloe says that Kim has done worse things and you didn't tell Caitlin about those. And then they just leave that. And I want that tea so bad. What is that? (laughs) What are those things? Because they're not talking about the sex sex tape. tape. You don't think something so? else? No. no. Mm. Caitlin knows about the sex tape. Oh, yeah. That's what right. Everybody knows. Yeah. We all know. The whole mm. show is about the sex tape. Okay. Now they're back at the ranch. Chris is the one who pulls out the dad card. You should think about what your dad would say about this right now. And that feels like we've really turned the tables from last episode, right? And now mm. it's time to tell Caitlin in a big family meeting. Chloe says, I got a DUI. And Caitlin says, that's really stupid really stupid, which is the correct response to this whole thing. The first person to say it. Now, Caitlin says, remember, my brother was killed in a car accident, killed, dead, gone, 18 years old. That was so a there's wild that. line. That was a wild moment. I was like, what? What? Kim says, here's another one. Kim says, kill yourself. That's fine. But it's selfish of you to harm other people. So also pretty Only shitty. a sibling. Oh. And oh, then Caitlin says, yes. congratulations, you're the first one. Way to go. This family is dysfunctional as shit. Okay. After the commercial break, we're back at Dash, and the, and Kim and Courtney are talking shit about Chloe. They think she's crazy. They use a lot of really ableist and terrible language. They think that guys that she dates, she probably beats them up and chains them to the bed and dances all over them with an axe, is what they said. <laughs> so this makes no sense. We're really going with the first take on the show and not redoing <laughs> anything. Uh. Chris and Chloe are at the ranch and talking about the grief of Robert's passing and how maybe that's what part of this is related to. That's all very astute. Uh, And then back at Dash, they're still talking shit. They think that Chloe's going to murder them. Chloe walks in. She said, we've been fighting a lot. I don't think that's cool. She got them a gift. It's a necklace with a gold music note on it because their dad was really into music and he had a music note on a keychain, which feels different to me, but okay. Back at the ranch, and now they're all there watching more home videos. And I have to tell you guys, I am such a sucker for home videos. Um, Chloe behind the scenes says, I believe that all the blessings we have now are because we have a guardian angel, which is our dad, by our sides. You have to stop the voice. My gosh, you sound just like 
I hate that. And that's how she says it. And I think they really fucking believe this, y'all. Again, I think now, today, they think at the persimmon and pomegranate trees they have and the huge, like, minimalist mansions they have, the reason they have them is because they're of their angel dead. So Hmm. we end the episode with a slow home video montage. I could honestly keep watching this for, like, an hour. And then a slow photo of the three sisters with Robert Kardashian and may he rest in peace. That mm-hmm. is how the yes, episode rest ends. In peace. Here we go. Go after them, girls. <gasps> Take them to the cleaners. <laughs> Where do we Take stop? Take them down. <laughs> nah, um, it sounds so intense. No, no, no. It. <laughs> so, okay. My first audible moment is uh, the little warning that we received saying that this is a recreation of actual events. And I was thinking to myself, the whole show, you mean the whole show? Like what part of the show is recreated? Because all of it's fake. Um, And then also I said, okay, if this is a recreation of actual events, did Chloe miss her calling as an actor? Because when she was in that car, allegedly getting out of jail, the way she was screaming at Chris, going on and on and on, I was like, "Wow, I really believe this." Yes, they like were really was, fighting. I think they but were really fighting. She didn't fighting. just get out of jail. That's she okay. didn't she get can out. Still have fe- y'all. She can still have feelings but about it. What is she fighting for on the way? Fake. What, if Kila, if I pick you up from somewhere from that jail? you really didn't just fine, picked you up from jail. Didn't okay. want to say that. Picked you up Roll from play. jail. Let's go. Right. But you just yes. didn't get out of jail. You just appeared from around the corner wearing a dress. From the and last night. we get night. in the car. Allegedly. And then we get in the car and then you start yelling bloody murder at me. When they yell cut, I'm going to be like, what a great job. Oh my gosh, I really you believed would, you. No, girl. You I wouldn't would let I me wouldn't have like, it. You get another why thing. Why are you in the car screaming at me? I think what it is, is Chloe feels sensitively about it. Like, Y'all, go back to In American History. We did not have reality TV yet. So there's something staged. But, like, they did not have the mental fortitude that some people who get on reality TV have been prepped to have. They brought this up. Chloe had not addressed her relationship with alcohol, the shame of getting arrested. Yeah, I'm going to be mad. And then my mom wants to – because everyone harps on her. Like, even when they had the full family discussion twice, it was like, good job. You're the first one. You could have killed somebody. <laughs> yes. That's dumb. Like there was no, there was no closure. Like they just shit on her. So yeah, I it, if I'm not getting like any counseling or any closure from this, and my mom is acting, bringing it up to me, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like that but was you so know that's what mean. she was coming to do. You know that's what she was. She's not gonna but be on camera hurts. picking you up and from I'm, around the corner. And I'm struggling like, Good job, with the loss sweetie. of my You're doing father. Amazing. Chloe, and the thing is, Chloe cannot talk about her dad at all. Like, she cannot talk about him at all. She goes to baby voice. She, like, avoids, like, her eyes. Her eyelids become heavy. Like, she, like, go dissociates completely. Like, this whole episode was, like, this whole thing was triggering her. Everything about this activated her. I'm, Girl, anyway, I'm, I talk believe, about the so I believe that part. But I okay. feel like the rando arguments showing up being mad at him for opening a box – Okay, I actually believe that. I believe that argument. My siblings are, sorry, siblings, 
it's so annoying when you are the cleanest sibling and your sibling insists on doing something in front of you that has nothing to do with the space that you're in when you're trying to work. I'd lose my mind too. I actually thought that was one of the funniest and most realistic episode, like moments of the show. Get get your box up. Kim is opening the box in the middle of the store floor. Girl, if you don't, no one was in there. They're they're not busy. It's a business. It's a boutique, and you opening your PR box on the floor. She was not getting PR boxes. You know she was PR box. That's a PR box. That is not a P. Look at that box. That was not. Well, some of it's for you. Like some of it's. I was going to give some Sometimes of it to I order the two stuff of you. for my sisters. Okay, and my let's, God, let's get into sibling positivity. Let's, 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 okay. let's get over here to the sibling dynamics, which is Please. the second audible moment because I want to just wrap it up by saying I couldn't disagree with you more. Oh this my was fakey, fake, 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 oh fake, fake, and this 100%. is the second staged fake one since Brody appeared on the scene, and I just want to call to your attention. That the same outfit that Kim was wearing when she was opening the alleged PR box was the (laughs) same outfit that she was wearing when she was at lunch with her mom talking about Chloe going to jail. It was the same outfit throughout the whole episode. But uh, these are all. Counselor, I will let you have that point. Thank you very much. Stage, stage, staged. I just want to say that. Okay. Rest my case. Can I? May I? May I speak? May it come you to may. the witness stand? Okay. Please do. The way this episode had me wild over just sibling dynamic. Yes. When Kim opened the box, I was enraged. Take that literally anywhere else. And then the, <laughs> my favorite, like, very clear sibling dynamic moment was when Kim was at lunch trying to lie about – also, Libras cannot lie well when trying to dodge no, the point. Can't. I can relate also as a Libra. Trying to avoid – Chris's questions. And when Chris finds out eventually, she's like, well, why aren't you in jail with her? There is, as an oldest, I'm the oldest in my family. That makes absolute sense. When something would happen, my siblings, my parents would be like, why weren't you there? What? Like, just go sit in the jail with her? Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? I also think it's funny that Courtney, four bottles of wine, every single beverage, it's too, they left the club late. They're still drinking wine in bed. I don't even know what to say about that. That's because Calls they actually Kim. didn't leave the club. I'm okay. scr- Stop. They just went to the bed in the back of the club. No, they just were at home already. They okay, Bren, please. Bren, anyway, if you don't get in here, I swear anyway, to God. They, when she calls Kevin is like, yeah, um, she's in jail. It's just so interesting, the order of like panic. Like I think Kim was more stressed than Courtney. Courtney was like, yeah, she's in jail. We can't do anything about it. And then that was that. I just, this is so clear sibling order to me. Chris yelling at Kim about, Chloe being in jail. Well, Kim is actually the middle girl. And I know. Courtney That's is, why it's interesting. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Courtney's the oldest and Courtney's like, yeah, um, we'll get her tomorrow. <laughs> she's got to sit for 12 hours. <laughs> Laid in like, bed yeah, with her um, man, relax. She's with her man with the rosé, white wine, red, whole cocktail of beverages being like, yeah, sorry, girl, like tomorrow. And Kim's like, what do we do? Courtney, she's like, nothing, go to, go to bed, good night. Go to bed. I thought the sibling dynamics was really funny when – um. When Courtney hung up the phone, when she's on the phone with Chloe and she's like, whatever you do, don't tell Kim, don't tell mom. And she's like, of course not. Love you. Click. Immediately calls Kim. So funny. That was so funny and real because much like them. So I'm the oldest as well. And then it's three girls and a boy, just like the Kardashians. And this is exactly how our dynamic is set up. If one of us is in trouble and calls the other, 
They'll be like, don't tell the other siblings. And we're like, of course not. Bye. We immediately get on a conference. Like immediately, if not sooner, pick up the phone and be like, oh my God, did you hear? And then before you know it, like, yes, we all know it's not, you're not going to keep a secret. Um, Maybe you can, but you have to like really be like, this is so serious, please. So Stop. the dynamics is, it was just so similar. And then it made me remember why it was brought into the show. Like what really just made me want to watch was this episode reminded me of that, watching how the siblings interacted. Um, I have in my notes when she says, Courtney and Kim are completely unfazed by Chloe acting a fool in that store. She just walks out, starts popping her things in a box and moves on with life. And that's that's pretty much how it is in our family too. I have a sister, and if you're listening, you know exactly which sister you oh are. Oh my god! Um, a shout out. <laughs> she a not, shout she out. won't be named, but she'll act crazy, a fool, or whatever. Not crazy, but she'll act a fool, and then we'll just sit there and look at her and be like, "So, anyways, are we going to go eat?" Or like, it, it, you just <gasps> keep it moving. You don't like as siblings. There's just you're just unfazed by your sibling, and we're so close in age, like them as well, and so. It was just really funny watching them interact and uh, just reminding me of my siblings and how we are and how I'm so grateful there are no cameras present for any of our moments, so to speak. Okay, so this goes, this transitions into something well for me. First, being a sibling, a sibling is the wackiest relationship. Like you both have the same parents, you're linked by both. Allegedly blood, sometimes not. Allegedly. And just like you catch all of these bizarre, intimate moments together, like the wackiest moments my siblings have probably witnessed. And I can't say I'm the same person that I was at the scene of those crimes. Um, but they've like they've seen that, and that's just a strange dynamic. Okay. Not me losing my train of thought because I feel like I was so excited to say that. <laughs> what did what did you say? What was the last point? I was like so excited about, to say this. Well, thank you for getting it out. I, we were just talking. No. About- <laughs> Leave me alone. I want to thank you for getting. It. Okay, thanks, counselor. What was the transition point? All, all we were just saying is their sibling dynamic was really fun for us to watch. We're oldest. I think all three of us have that in common. Um, we're all the oldest yeah. of our family, and uh, watching just that interaction of siblings just being like, whatever. And even when they were talking about the dad, everyone seemed like, yeah. And when I was talking, no one even acknowledged the fact that Chloe was slowly sliding down in her chair, so to speak. It just not even checked in. That's just the kind of like, whatever, they'll get over it. They loved that man. Like, this is a serious note. Drink driving is not serious. I'm so sorry, Lord. Drunk driving is very serious. Someone <laughs> passing away is very of serious. Of course, of course. They yes, loved that. that man. And I didn't realize his death had only been five years prior, which is not mm-hmm. that long. And it, the esophageal cancer impacted him rather quickly. And so for this- Weeks before weeks, finding- Weeks, weeks. Like just a really, I don't know, fragile in a way that I don't think we get from reality stars- to see them interact with the footage. And clearly this is such a fresh wound for Chloe. I also made a note that the Kardashians, because they weren't famous, famous, A-list famous forever, they have all of that youth footage. It's not like Drew Barrymore or Leo DiCaprio where you can just like go fish out this footage. Like they mm-hmm. really gatekeep all of that. They have all of As that they in should. their control. As they should. But it was just a fascinating 
I, I felt like it was without being cornball special to be able to see that you don't always get to see, especially the way we are with celebrity culture now and the amount of work that people have done are very gatekeep their previous selves really intensely. So it was interesting that we were able to get something that's so precious to them and see it. I agree. And that's the perfect segue to our other audible moment dealing with their dad's death slash DUI. So I will say that, um, Wait, girl, those are two different things. The death and the DUI. Well, we I, have, separate. I have slash there. It's a little mixture for me because, well, you, you'll find out why. So Uh-oh. dealing with their death. Surprise. Death, I'll, I'll t- <laughs> surprise. I have some things that we didn't talk about. Girl. <laughs> Got to keep it spicy. Um, you literally spiced it up. <laughs> no, but I. the reason why I, I mesh those two together. Well, one, dealing with their, their dad's death. As a person who's lost a parent, you tend to idolize the person who passed away um, mm. and forget about their flaws. Somehow it just becomes erased and everything that is beautiful and amazing that you love so much about your parent is heightened and highlighted in your memory. And it's easy to put them on this pedestal forever because they can never come off now. They're cemented yeah. in this place in your memory that's so beautiful and you just, that's where they live and that, and then they can't come back to change that. So um, I was thinking about my siblings and I and how we tend to do that for my mom. And I will say that mm-hmm. like moving, like as getting further and further away from the date of her death, now I can see her as a full person again and it makes me laugh like the little things yeah. too. And I can see that um, my siblings are are coming around and we're hitting that place around the same time. And it's actually kind of nice to um, view her as a whole person again and not just this highlighted person or, that we placed on a pedestal. And so I can really relate watching them go through that. And I also feel very jealous that they have so much footage of their dad. And it makes me want to follow my dad around with the camera today, you know, because pictures can only do so much, but you kind of forget what people's voices sounded like or the inflections Mm -hmm. of, you know, just the way they spoke and and how they handled you or they're joking or, you know, all of those things. It's a live memory. A video is a live memory. It's really great. And um, it's like you said, it's very special. And the reason why I split the two is because They're all sitting on, well, it seems like after they were sitting on that couch, they were just like, yeah, Chloe, you know, and they were sitting, okay, let's watch some, some home videos. And I know it wasn't spliced like that in the show, but watching all of the outfits and keeping up with, you know, uh, whether or not this part is fake and this part is real as I'm watching it, I'm like, it just felt like it flowed where they're. You know, Caitlin's like, bad Chloe, bad Chloe. All right, everyone just yeah. pop in a DVD. We're about to watch your dad and cry about it. Um, but anyways, okay. that's why that's I kind of put it together. That's a valid connection. Can I say I w- something about that? Yes, and then I have a question. Okay. I, I have two first. questions. Wow, the questions. The jury can speak <laughs> soon. Um, <laughs> I just want to say thanks for sharing that, Jasmine. I hold this like tension of, this episode is like so wacky with the edits and campy with how they address such a serious dynamic. And losing a parent is such a heavy and traumatic thing that they don't speak about that often. And 
rightfully so, they've built this persona and protection around themselves. So to see this just feels like really vulnerable and exposed for them. And I, I don't know. I just hold that gently. I think there are pieces of the episode that emotionally feel all over the place of Chloe snapping and lashing out. Some of that is connected to her dad. Some of that is connected to possible substance abuse. Some of it is about not handling grief. Some is it about the shame that she feels within her family. There's just a lot going on that I think you can see in Chloe that maybe she hasn't identified for herself yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say there was one line where Chris, I got to stand Chris. I think she might be my favorite character. Chris says something about to Chloe in passing of like, everyone deals with their grief differently and you need to just deal with it on your own. And that's why everyone reacts a different way and you need to process it for you. And it's just, Mm -hmm. you can, I didn't even catch that, but that is really big. That's so so thoughtful and everyone sees it. Mm -hmm. And we've moved so far from reality TV. I think about how we, him and haw substance use that we see on live TV now and really shame people for it. And at this time mm-hmm. it was like, ah, kiki, like jokey and fun, but like, it's sad. It's sad to see, it's sad to see people and be able to see them in their life in this light. And I, we could go on a whole other conversation about addiction and the way that we see it play addiction and substance abuse period, how we see it play out in reality TV. Um, but there were so many up and down moments of softness and intention and and Chloe hurting. It was a, it was a wild episode. Yeah, it was for sure. I just have a quick question. What do you guys think about Chris sharing so deeply in the grief so openly in front of her then husband? I think that Chris is a terrible person. You really? <laughs> I think she's a bad mom. I think she's a bad wife. I think she's a good mom either. I, I think she's a, I hate saying that. The judgment is so I don't know. harsh for me. And watching that last scene and watching Chris cry, you can just see Chris's regret on her face. That's and what like, it is, Bren. She's watching this time and like she hates where she is now. On like really, she not, yeah. I I feel like it's all over her body, how much she would give anything to go back to those home videos and do things differently. And she's living out her own grief, which hasn't been dealt with, and her own regret and her own shame, and she's pushing it onto her daughters. I think she's rude to all of them in different ways Mm -hmm. um, and, like, changes her tune and, like, is inconsistent as hell. And so, like, she just has no stability or foundation because she's so fucked up from – how she left that marriage and what it did to her kids. And like, she hasn't been able to deal with any of that, that I just think she is a, she is such an example of, I feel like that generation of our parents, you know, like that broad range of, of our parents to a little bit older where they, hadn't learned how to deal with trauma and they don't know how to deal with their own shit and they don't know how to talk about it. And so they just like bottle it up and try not to perpetuate it onto their kids. And then of course end up doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, watching her watch that and like navigate all that was very sad. I thought on a lot of different Mm, levels. I couldn't agree more. I I said, I love that because many years later in the seasons, you'll notice like how she's so affected. And I believe there's even a season where she wants to go back to being Kardashian. 
professionally before she's even officially divorced from, mm-hmm. you know, her, ma- you know, her marriage. And it just, you're right. It is regret. And I just always wonder like, why is she so, I get it. It's, it's sad. And you know, that was a life in your, entitled to mourn that and all of that, but just getting torn up. Like the last time you saw this person, you were married and in love and that was your family. And the only reason why you aren't with that person is because you passed, they passed away. You know, that's how she's been married to Bruce for 16 years. And she, and I just thought it was just really uncomfortable to sit there as a family with him. Uh, Bruce, you know, obviously now Caitlin sitting there and like, did anyone ever think that that was awkward for Bruce? Can I, like, I disagree. I think there Ooh, are ways This is a spicy can, episode. I'm loving it. That you can hold multiple people, like you can hold multiple truths at one point. I think as we do the rewatch, maybe my opinion will change. And as mm-hmm. Caitlin and Chris go through divorce, we find out that there are some rocky pieces of their marriage that become clear early on and they still remain married. But I think you can... Love someone for what they served at that point in your life. I, I I am not divorced. My parents are divorced. I can imagine being sad for what could have been and what joy you had at that time, especially if you have children, and for them to be so happy and to love this person. And to, you don't want to be with your partner anymore. You had to do all of these things to get to this place where you are now, and you can like the place where you are now and still hold that tension at the same time. Maybe I'm wrong and it's all revealed, but I do want to affirm people out there who are like, I I love this memory of my first marriage and my children mm-hmm. and this experience we have. I don't want that person. But I also am entering grief of, we were so happy then. And I'm sad for my children because he was seemingly such a great father to them. And I bet it's probably tense for her because there are parts that we've pointed out where Caitlin is like a real jerk to the girls. Like, I always thought Caitlin was rude to the girls. Slut-shaming them. Like, way to go, Chloe. First (laughs) DEI. That sucks. And that's your man. Sorry. Caitlin was Bruce at that time. Like, that's your new partner. And I imagine – I can't actually – I don't know what Chris thinks. But, like, I would feel a type of way if that were the case. I also want to say Mm -hmm. something about family dynamics that is interesting is that – Maybe this is all my family systems therapy of families present (laughs) differently based on like the seasons that they're in and the audiences that are around. So this is like the first season of their reality TV show. There's so much interaction that they've had over the years that we don't know about. Like they're still showing us what they want us to see. And so I imagine there are a lot of secrets. Like we never knew about Caitlyn's transition until years later. But the oldest daughters knew. They had known for years. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that internal dynamics in that family that we just don't see. I think it was special that Caitlin was able to sit down and watch the video, not cry or get worked up and yell and just let their family enjoy this memory. Mm-hmm. They were a blended family for 16 years. Like This That's is not true. new information to them. That's true. That's true. You know what? Again, we all approach things based on our own personal experiences. And uh, my mother passed away when I was 27. And so blending my dad's, you know, new relationship was wild as an, you know, as an adult. And maybe it's easier when people are younger. So when I was watching that, I was like, oh, how uncomfortable everyone should be. But maybe not. 
you know, time is a funny Caitlin thing because mm-hmm. it gives people time to grow and adjust and shift. You don't always feel the same way that you did when something is so raw. At a certain point as a child too, divorce becomes inevitable. Like I resisted it, but it was true. Like it was, my parents are no longer married. Like they have other things going on. So mm-hmm. that's just a, a complexity. Can I transition this into something a bit lighter? Wait, Please. actually, Bryn, you had two questions. They're no longer relevant and we're not oh. going to go backwards. Oh, okay. I do just Wow, say, she said move forward. No, we're moving <laughs> forward. We're only moving forward. The jury's I do forward. love, Keila, you give them so much more credit and all of these totally. dynamics than totally. I would ever have expected from you. I think human behavior is complex. Shallow monsters who are recreating. And they have that. We have that. Yeah. I'm not yeah. like a I'm stand. somewhere in the middle. I'm somewhere in the middle of all of that. People yeah. who want yeah. to allow me in their PhD program, I just want to say human behavior is complex. Yeah. Human anyway. behavior on E entertainment <laughs> is less complex. Thank you. <laughs> no, I would argue. Move us same. forward. Okay. Move us forward. An outfit that stood out to me in absolute iconic infamy is Chris showing up to the um, prison release shoot in a Jamaican colored jumpsuit and that big <laughs> ass SUV and Converse. I and with the big glasses. Oh this brings on to a, a very oh important goodness. thing that I want to talk about. Hair. The way hair short hair was doing it. Iconic. In <laughs> I love it. It's it's has inspired me. It has I just mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with her hair. It's so hairsprayed. It's you're, you're a Chris Stan. We're seeing what's going on here. It I don't is. think I was. Please do not tell me a stand. I do not want to get bullied on the internet. I don't want to stand anyone. <laughs> but wow, <laughs> it was so chaotic. Her and that whole suit, the hair, the glasses, that big ass SUV to pick up Chloe. And this was the era where we were going to the club in business casual. Do you remember that era? Because look, look, that y'all. Was- I pause. Listen to me. What are they wearing? (laughs) (laughs) Your mom is like, how funny is that dynamic? Chris looks more relaxed than she ever has in her life. Chloe could be an intern at a bank (laughs) (laughs) and she's getting out of jail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. is so true. This reminds me, Keela, remember when I, I don't know if I told you this, but like, when I went to school, I only wore or in high school. I only wore jeans on Fridays. Yes, and I'm obsessed I was with it. I don't care. Such, I, I need to find photos of me in my business casual. Yeah, it's a reporter, reporter Jasmine on the scene. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness, that is I had, like, so funny. Trousers in middle school. What was I doing? Yes. What was I doing? It was just profesh. It, it was, was profesh. We were. That is really funny. Nine to five was giving it, even after hours. It was so. Five, seven, nine. Five, seven, nine. So, so, five, seven, so nine funny. had us looking like little business women. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. true. A pencil skirt. Okay. Oh, so my funny. In, in middle so school. Funny. Why am I in a pencil yes. skirt? Why? Yes. Mm-hmm. And a cardigan. Because we. Yes. 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 Absolutely. On casual Fridays. Boily tank tops under v neck clothes. Yes. Like, I used to love those. And I used to have those big, like, purses that looked like boxes, like the big top hand. Like, yes. I was going to work. Yes. I dressed more professional then than now. Absolutely. I don't know what to wear to an office now, but in sixth grade, I was giving it. <laughs> <laughs> Just I was giving that business lead. woman. She was right. an entrepreneur. 
I did not Chris's outfit did give me pause too because it's giving Gwen Stefani, right? 2006. Wow. It's yes. mm. there was like East Asian characters on this tracksuit. Yeah, yes. that's what yes. it was giving. Oh my God. And then the like gelled pieces of hair and the converse, which feels like a real faux pas. Very honestly. weird. Because we never hotness. see we have not seen Chris in casual wear except for the prison pickup. Right. What? Well, now we know that she's out here wearing like streetwear. <laughs> like at a, as a 65-year-old. My apologies to the streetwear community. We met her and Corey Gamble. It's giving globalization oh, sweatsuits. Yeah, yeah, it's bad, bad, Ugh. bad. I can't bad. believe I didn't really hone in on that. One thing that I really noticed was that there was one confessional where Kim's makeup was starting to look more present day. I was wow. like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this because no super dark under eye makeup. It was mm. light to your point, brand bigger lashes. Uh, just like she looked more fresh and I was like, ooh, we're, this must have been a pickup scene like later on or mm, something because she's looking. different glam day. Like, yeah, it looked, it was different glam and I was like, ooh, I can't wait to stop seeing this god awful, washed out, horrible. You really like, hate this look. I really hate it. It's cakey. I can't stop I think it's focusing. Like cakey and oily at the same time. They just look like they've had a long night all the time. Wait. Oh, my God. This was the thing I wanted to bring up. Okay. Along the lines of hair, I readers, I'm not passing judgment on anyone. Do y'all remember America's Next Top Model and ty- the episodes where Tyler would do the makeup or the makeovers when they would push the girls' hairlines back? <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about, Brent. Dig deep. Dig deep. I they think they've had their hairlines pushed back. Like their foreheads look again. This is not a drag. They look bigger. They look more exposed. Chloe's now, forehead. Wait, you're Chloe's this happens now or then? I think somewhere between now and then the procedure took place, but it started to gain traction during America's Next Top Model era, which is coinciding with where we are in the, so you're the saying show. In the footage that we just watched, they their hairline do the procedure. They have the, yet to do it. It's, yes. Does this tie in to my obsession with Kim's baby hair, which? Wow! Please, please inform us. Sure. Please no. inform the audience. It what's is going on. Happening. It looks like she's wearing a bad wig. The babification. And, yeah, because she has the wispies, and she you don't she doesn't have those now. Like you I never see this those. She got those lasered off. That's <gasps> why she did, and she regrets it now. She says it all the time. Wait, go back. You can get mm. your baby hair lasered off. Yes, <laughs> you can get, get any anything hair lasered, lasered off. off. Yeah. Readers, I have some research to do. I did not yes. know that was possible. Wow. Maybe to be continued, everyone. Wow. Totally. That sounds terrible. Well, she regrets it now. I bet she does. It feels so natural to have baby. Okay. Wow. Well, you know, black I came women, here and you brought something hair. back. We love a baby hair. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. So, like, not. Yeah. <laughs> no, me either. <laughs> Readers, I'm stroking my head. <laughs> I'm imagining what it would be like if they weren't here. Yeah. Don't even think is, about it or you won't have edges. She regrets it now, what you're saying. Okay, also, melanin count was a zero for this episode. Oh, oh yeah, sure. And, and I'm surprised we didn't see any What you're saying makes club. a lot of sense. Because, well, no, because they weren't really at a club. Keila, you have mm. to stop taking this. Keila, you, you gotta stop. stop. They were Don't not at a club. Dave and Buster's bottle. They service. were in the back of Carousel. They went to the Thank restaurant you. once. <laughs> Thank you. editors. Believe Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> no. I will say I love the fact that um, 
Keela is back in time watching this. I feel like she's it's like, so yes, fun. this is what happened. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, this I is appreciate canon. that point of view. Absolute journalism. Pure <laughs> journalism. People- yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this is why Keela's like some of y'all's favorites. I've been that, hearing what's going on. The way you pointed my fans the way. I will say, <laughs> Bren, so I've received. <laughs> I want to say, Bren, that um, I'll tell you offline, but you're one of <laughs> My friend's faves. Not tell you oh, offline. Okay. Not the traitors in our lives, y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Taking bread. I was like, okay. Just up. Okay. Hi, guys. This is Jasmine. I'm just waiting for the person to send Keela and Brenna DM saying you love me. Just want to put that out there. Thank Girl, you. available. Get this. The only unpartnered person. <laughs> I will block them. I'll do a screen. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All do right. we have any more audible moments of this episode, or can I move on to more general questions? We can move on to That's pop I culture. Got. I will say next week's episode involves Shorty. Oh, oh. And- I, was, I wasn't gonna say <laughs> it. I was gonna say it offline, but yeah. Ooh, Lord. So that's gonna be a doozy. So just okay. get ready for we that. Not, yeah, no bonus content next week, friends. We gotta, we gotta dig into this. Get Even right I into know it. who Shorty is. Exactly. So that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, pop culture. All right. Quickly, we're gonna do a quick one for the sake of Please. time. We just had the Oscars this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty benign. Folks are losing their minds about this dress with the hood and the veil that Thames, Thames. wore. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So there's the discourses, how rude it is, how inconsiderate, how dare she wear something like that. No one behind her could see uh, versus that's a black woman taking up space. And it's a metaphor for white supremacy. And it's this white dress, oh, wow. right, with this veil. Uh-huh. Yeah. Deep stuff. So mm-hmm. what do we think about the Thames dress? First of all, first question, who is Thames? <laughs> What is happening? Tim? She's a star. Okay, Tim's is a singer. Is a star. She has fantastic albums, and then she also coordinated all the music for the second Black Panther movie. She uh, I forgot what that from job Africa. is called. She is from Africa. Bless. She's just I don't a know what part. She's yeah. She's, she's really, really Nigeria. Slay. I think she's from yeah. Nigeria. And she also Tim's is hear this. I love a your lot music. of like Drake and Wizkid and like future. all like all of the rap. Yeah, future. She's a lot of future, but she also has fantastic music in her own right. I believe in Tim. Yes, she does. She mm-hmm. looks gorgeous. Everyone she ate. Tim. She gave exactly what I want celebrities to do. Um, give looks on the red carpet. Drama. Yeah, like everyone else fall flat. Tim's gave it to us. I was yeah. doing a little dive about awards behavior, and I didn't know this, but during commercials, people get up and like go get drinks. Like nobody's really sitting down. Mm-hmm. So- I have to say, like, why don't you just put people at round tables? Like, why isn't everyone at round tables? And then I'm also like, the seating is just inaccessible to begin with. Like, can you seat people in a different way? Like, why yeah, it it's not it's not one of the seating? fun seatings. Yeah, no, it, it's not no. fun like the other award shows that have the round tables. But to back to Thames, I thought it would have been nice if they would have deconstructed the dress to like lower the top mm. part when she's having a seat. Um, but I thought she looked really, really beautiful. And she's not from America. That was her first time going to this huge event. And perhaps she just was like, I look beautiful. Let me come and have a seat. But if anyone should be blamed, it should be her stylist. Because, it, you know, you know that she has people sitting behind her. So perhaps keep that I mean, into consideration. She? Yeah, those could have been seat fillers. <laughs> they could have been seat fillers. Yeah, like yeah. back there. Also... I mean, what if it was on purpose, which I really love the idea of her saying, uh-huh, 
and it's going to block the – I'm going to take up all this space and Maybe it's my it first was. time. I feel like if a white person did this, I feel like y'all be on the internet being like, eat, queen, slay. Really? Like, I not, I do. I do. Time's up. Like time's up, yeah, everyone. Time's That's what the white woman oh, Okay. Time's up. And I think yeah. like – Natalie Portman. Whatever. Yes. I'd be We're like, not what, getting what enough from red carpets. Mm. That she looked great. No, she looks fabulous. I love it. She looks great. Guess what? You couldn't see beautiful. the show. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody cares. It's fine. <laughs> Watch it at home. Yeah. It's fine. What are we mad about? Who cares? People are I more think mad it at brings Sierra. up a great conversation. Oh, I love to see stress. People need to bring up a better conversation about accessibility, period. I don't – I think Tim's – this whole conversation is like some people are using it as a veiled attempt to be anti-black. Like just say you want accessibility. Don't. Don't be – you don't have to be ugly about it. Yeah. Mm. I like to be. Okay, quick rapid fire round. Yes or no question. Ooh, okay. Starting it's with It's hard Jasmine. for us. Should Angela Bassett have won the Academy Award for Black Panther 2? Yes. Keela. I don't know. Hot take. Hot take Keela. We're going to start I calling Hot take Keela. Here's my, I, need to say this. I think Angela Bassett should have already had an Oscar for previous roles. 100% true. Yes. I don't think like it makes me sad that while Black Panther, like she is the girl in the movie, like she's giving us the most theater. I'm disgusted that this is the battle for her. Why was it not any of her? What's love got to do with it? Angela, that, eight, yes. like, how is this yes. the battle we're fighting? I really liked Stephanie. Best supporting um, actress for Malcolm X, the movie. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Like, why is it coming down to Black Panther? Like, this is weird. Well, I that's think the Stephanie same thing with Denzel Washington. In, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. She also did a great job. Like, she didn't win either. But I I just am, like, really repulsed by the idea that this was that Angela this was her did shot. already yeah. have. Yeah. She should have had. Yeah. She should have That's been had an Oscar. Agreed. She, she should have 100%. several. Should have mm-hmm. several. But this was because not the. Role, this was not the moment. Better yeah. before. Yeah, she's been. I know it was not before. her best job. She didn't do the and most. That's what like I want to say. She's in it for yeah. five minutes. But I also right. feel like she's right. one of the best actresses in that film. Yeah, it's a Marvel it, part movie. two. <laughs> yes, she was the most emotive, and like you felt her rage, you felt her anger. When she went to the UN, when she was talking mm-hmm. to Zuri, okay, no, whatever. The point no, is, she, you said she deserved the. You said she deserved it, Jasmine. Just because I want her to have one, I don't care. <laughs> I just want her to have one. Okay, just a lifetime achievement. I don't so, care no, what they say. We she, decided yeah. points. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. Sorry. Points. Next okay, question. What's the next one. What's the next one? Uh, did anyone see Megan Trainer's new music video? <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I did because you sent it to me. <laughs> oh my god! Thank <laughs> you for not sending it to me. It was a plan. Oh, I only sent it to Jasmine. What's yes. happening there? Uh, what are we doing? Wait, explain People to the readers. Like to put, okay, be, okay. So it's I don't even know what the song. I couldn't concentrate on the song, so I can't tell you what the song is. It's something about moms, right? Being a mom. Oh, mother. that's right. But it's yeah, about being a telling mom. a man to leave you alone. And I think she calls him a bum. Which I, I was like, what are, the, what are the lyrics? Like I have no idea, but when I saw Kris Jenner shaking it, dancing in the music video with her blonde wig, I was like, okay, here we go. People like putting Kris Jenner in music videos. They because you get a, a guarantee. It's a media platform. You get the sisters to share it, and that's over a billion people reached just by that platform yeah. alone. Ooh, brand. Yeah. That was Having just watched the 
Playboy issue where it's so clear that Chris wants to be in Playboy and now we're here and I'm like, holy shit. Like she's not she's not giving up. But like no, a Megan Trainor video? That's upsetting. She's an Ariana Grande. So rich? <laughs> That's a great Fame question. Is bigger than money. Mm. Mm. Don't get it. Okay. Mm. Those are all my those are all my hot takes this week. We'll have to come back with more if we have time. We dive into shorty. <laughs> Well, thank you, auditors. Okay, thank you, auditors. Thank you so much for listening, yeah. everybody. Make sure that you rate and review us and anywhere that you listen to podcasts, but I think it's only Spotify and iTunes that's doing that right now. And follow us on Instagram at the Pop Culture Audit. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Can somebody give Jasmine her flowers. Please. <laughs> Bye.